Thank you so much for tuning in to the Calf Chats podcast for your weekly dose of Christ, coffee, and conversation. Pour yourself a cup or grab your travel mug because we're about to get down to the good stuff. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of the Calf Chats podcast. We are so excited to be doing this with you guys. Woo! This is take two because technology... Yeah, we've already recorded a whole, like, hour and 15 minutes of this once. Um, Aaron's track didn't record at all, so we've test run this time. So before we jump into the meat of today's episode, I figured we could introduce ourselves a little bit for people who might not know us and kind of give them a little bit of a taste of what we're going to be talking about. Sounds good. Sure. I'm Aaron. I'm 24. I am currently residing in Long Beach, um, which is a great place to be when we're not all quarantined. Um, no, it's great either way. Um, I've known Bree since we were small tots. How many years now? Um, 19 years this year. 19 years. Yeah. 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 It's been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am Bree. I'm 23, currently living in the wonderful state of North Carolina. Um, so about 3,000 miles away from Aaron now. You might know me from the Caffeinated Faith Instagram. Uh, I've been running that since January of this year. That's been a lot of fun. So this is kind of the next endeavor in that realm. We're really excited to pair up and do this for y'all. So to give you a background on who we are and our friendship in general, we thought it would be a good idea for our very first podcast episode to be all about our friendship, how we've been friends for almost 20 years, despite long distance, all sorts of trials of growing up, where we are now, and and our advice on friendship in general. Okay, so I think we're going to tell the story uh, in a Taylor Swift-esque fashion. We're (laughs) We're calling this episode The Story of Us. We're going to go through this chronologically, uh, starting from the beginning of our friendship and work up to present day, if that makes sense. So uh, chapter one. Okay, so starting from the very beginning, we met back in 2001. It was not long after 9-11. My family had just moved from Canada to California, where we were all living at the time, and Some really scary stuff happened to my family. Maybe we'll get into that in a later episode, but for the sake of this episode, we'll kind of just brush over that. My brother and I, uh, he's a year younger than me. I was four at the time. He was three. We were not ready to go to school at all. I should have been starting kindergarten that year, um, but we just were not emotionally ready. So my mom decided to homeschool us so that we could meet American and Canadian educational standards, and we actually met through the homeschool group that my mom signed us up for. Yeah, thankfully, um, she she uh, came over to my house for dinner. Um, and I'm pretty sure that it was against my wishes because I didn't like to hang out with strangers and be forced to play with kids I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> what four-year-old does? <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I was especially shy around new people. So, um, but no, our parents were like, nope, you're going to hang out. Um, 
this kid likes Barbies. Aaron, you have Barbies, right? And I was like, um, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> so we pulled those out and that's pretty much uh, our whole friendship is we're super different. Yeah. But we, I don't think we could be any more different than no, we are. I don't think so at all. But that, that day we had fun. I remember it being a good day and having fun with you, even though, you know, it was this awkward, like, oh, this family came over for dinner and I have to play with Barbies that I don't even like with this kid that I don't know. Um, I have, like, good memories of that day. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, a beautiful beginning. And though it might have been coerced <laughs> by our parents, it ended up being for the best, absolutely. I, I remember sitting on your bedroom floor and, and playing with you and just having the best time. And it was so obvious we were going to continue to be friends from that point. Yeah. It sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Like, I think that's a lot of our friendship is like, oh, it's so corny, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely have like a very, I think, stereotypical, like opposites attract type friendship where it shouldn't have been the case that we stayed friends, but we still are despite that. Um so yeah, that was that was the beginning. We were four. I was four. You would have been five. Mm-hmm. So we were very, very young. Had no clue what the concept of friendship really even was at that point, which I think played in our favor because we couldn't just decide we weren't going to be friends. <laughs> no, true. It's true. My <laughs> friends were my cousins that I didn't have. A, again, had no choice. <laughs> right. Hanging out with them either. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were yeah. my first, um, one of one of my first real friends that I wasn't related to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can probably say the same because at that point, I mean, my family, the rest of my family is all still in Canada, and my brother was the only other person around our age that I had until we started homeschooling. So, everybody that we met. Um, especially you and Gina, who's Aaron's cousin, we're kind of like three peas in a pod, even to this day, you two were the first people that I really felt comfortable around as a small child. And we have memories upon memories from those first like five ish years of our friendship where it was like just us and the homeschool group crew. We were constantly together, constantly finding ways to be together And I think the effort that was put in on all of our parents' parts really helped foster an environment that was open to different kinds of friendship and just appreciating each other for who we are despite being so different. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, going into that, as we grew up, we did start to find things we had in common, common interests and Mm -hmm. um, honestly, common personality traits as well, like the whole entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> that both of us um, <laughs> yeah. really pulled out of each other, I think. For sure. I mean, I don't think I would have expressed so much creativity and, and the drive to like do new things and be entrepreneurial if I didn't have somebody like you to do it with. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think, I think chapter two is that we, we start to, um, create things together like Mm -hmm. honestly I think that is the correct (laughs) title of chapter two (laughs) oh yeah we've hands down had like probably the most creative friendship I've ever had like just sitting down and doing 
creative stuff together constantly, whether that was creating jewelry and trying to sell that or painting, drawing, creating skits, filming commercials on VHS tapes, like writing a book. We did that when we were what, like seven? I think that could have been a bestseller, like if I'm being honest. Okay, tell, tell them the concept. Tell them the concept. Okay, so I used to draw constantly. Um, fun fact, none of my drawings ever had hands because I could never draw hands, but that was kind <laughs> of what worked into this whole thing. Um, it was called Granny Knoll. It was based on this girl who had the diary of her grandma from when she was younger, and it was all about her grandma's adventures, and they would talk about it, and they had this pet bird what was it a macaw yes <laughs> it's my favorite animal to this day probably because <laughs> I just have fond memories of of illustrating the book that never happened <laughs> right <laughs> so we would draw these sketches of granny Knoll and I think Jenny was the girl's name and cracker the macaw and all of their <laughs> crazy adventures and then we would write the stories to go along with it and I don't know where any of that stuff ended up. I'm sure my mom probably has it all in a tote somewhere in our basement, honestly. Oh, for sure. But we, like, pretty much had an entire children's book at one point. I really – low-key, I'm hoping to find that and just, you know, if not if not actually try to do something with it, just, just to laugh, just to right. have some enjoyment <laughs> in this – <laughs> in this life of boredom <laughs> so yeah that was I mean we if it wasn't a children's book or or making beads it was like let's plan a business that we can have as soon as we're adults like this is going to be our business this is going to be what we're going to do this is the name mm -hmm. this is <laughs> you know <laughs> everything you could possibly plan and then the other side of our friendship was all Little House on the Prairie. Yes. I remember the day your mom gave my mom the DVD sets of season one and season two to give <laughs> us to watch at home because she said the series is so good. You're going to love it. It's a family show. And we, like you and I, became obsessed with Little House on the Prairie. Everything we did for years was Little House related in some way. Yeah, and that is honestly the most homeschooled sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but it's it's true. I mean, we we watched the show all the time. That's what we did when we hung out. We would watch a show or we would play um, like mm -hmm. school, like Prairie Days. Um, yep. You were always the teacher because you're smarter. Um <laughs> Honestly, I think I just love Miss Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Miss Beetle yeah. is, oh, she's a role model forever. I even have, I have, okay, for those of you who've seen the show, my dad is growing lemon verbena in our backyard, and <laughs> it just makes me you happy me every some. time I go out there and smell it. Yeah, we had. We had the chalkboard slates. We had the tin cups. We had the the lunch pails. My mom even sewed us like matching like prairie dresses and bonnets. We were the most homeschool children. <laughs> but like and proud, you know. Right. We were so proud of it. Like yeah. we flaunted all of our little house stuff every chance we got. To this day, like when they released the new like remastered 
on Blu-ray seasons of Little House, like, we freaked out. It's just, it's, it's who we are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else I can say. That, and then <laughs> I think the other thing that really bonded us and uh, almost, I think, made us kind of come out of our shells a little bit more was was Disney Channel. Was just everything oh, sure. that, I mean, it started with um, the Cheetah Girls. We became obsessed with the Cheetah Girls, and um, we went to see their concert, and it was the biggest event of my young life. <laughs> uh, it was the Cheetah Girls featuring Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana was the opener, yes. and let me just tell you, I remember so many details of that night. That was just, oh, it was amazing. It September nineteenth, two 2006. <gasps> it was September. Oh, my gosh. I really thought it yes. was. See? burned in my brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we were obsessed with disney channel everything that came out was just we were so excited to talk about it every time we saw each other and like at the time you didn't have cable so when you came to when you came to my house we either talked about what you had tivoed at papa's house (laughs) (laughs) or we watched it at my house constantly it was It was really, like, a grounding force. And this is back, I mean, early 2000s when the Disney Channel was really good. When, like, everything they came out with was solid. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the High School Musical is the other is mm, the other mm-hmm. um, big obsession that I think we both shared. Any Anybody that was born from, like, 1994 to, like, 99 is probably freaking out with us right now. And everyone else is, like, this is boring. <laughs> what are you talking about? Your children. <laughs> but no, this was really such a defining part of what we bonded over. And keep in mind, like, just after this concert, I don't think it was but weeks after, my whole family packed up and moved 100 miles away from the Bay Area where we were living at the time. So these little things, the little house, the Disney Channel they're what kept us connected despite the fact that my whole family had up and moved away and we weren't able to see each other every weekend anymore. Yeah, no, definitely. I think looking back, I I remember lots of little things like that. I remember playing like Mario on the Wii, Mario Party. Yes. (laughs) Friendship Ruiner 4. Um. That was, no, that was the GameCube. That wasn't even the Wii. Oh my gosh. That was Mario Party 4 on the GameCube. Yes. And Donkey Konga? Hello. (laughs) Shrek 2? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Anyway, those little things though, that's, that's what honestly as kids, like you hold on to those little memories and that's what we bonded over because you're right. I would say chapter three is parting ways a little bit. Mm -hmm. You moved about an hour away and that usually for, for a young person, I think that would destroy a friendship. Oh, easily. honest. Yeah. Because we had no reason to to stay friends, really. I mean, we we already didn't go to school together. I mean, we were homeschooled, but that was very separate. It was it was very constructed the time we spent together. So to have all that stripped away and to not be able to do that consistently, the it it, it amazes me to even think about how we stayed friends in those years. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, wow. Um, the way that 
we stayed close. I think after you moved away, um, for the most part, was was talking on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. But also, um, I think first you need to go into what happened <laughs> pretty shortly after you moved away. Um, let me just say <laughs> that growing up, Bree was a very, very shy little kid, did not do many things out of the norm uh, or out of her comfort zone. Um, I would say that that more describes me today, but back then definitely <laughs> was her. Um, yeah. And out of the blue, I remember getting a phone call. I, I, I don't know if it was directly from you or if my mom told me. I'm pretty sure it was you on the phone telling me I auditioned for a movie and I got the part. And I remember reacting to that news with like, oh, oh cool. And then kind of processing later, like, wait, but she did what? Like, like a movie movie? And yeah, go ahead and tell, tell the story of that because that, that was mind blowing for me. That was very out of character for her. And um, <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and tell them because it's, it's a cool story. Yeah. So I'll tell like an abbreviated version. I feel like this could also be its whole own episode. We could do, we could, I could literally talk probably for a whole other hour about this experience because honestly I don't talk about it that often but I do have a lot of memories of this time um but long story incredibly short um I auditioned for an American Girl movie uh the movie's called Kit Kittredge an American Girl dragged my parents to Los Angeles didn't think anything of it it was totally out of character for me got a phone call like three weeks later saying I'd gotten a part that they wanted me to um go back up to Canada to film this movie in Toronto where I was born. And it was honestly probably, I mean, it's probably in the top three of, of the like most life altering events that I've ever gone through where it just completely brought me out of my shell. I found a passion for entertaining people that I never knew I had. Um, and I got to meet a lot of really cool people along the way. It was just a wonderful experience. Uh, I've never, I mean, on, on obviously since then I've, I haven't had an experience like that, but I was 10 at the time. I feel like how I came out of my shell and livened up after years and years and years of being painfully shy really influenced and shaped our friendship going forward because I became more comfortable to be around not only people I didn't know, but comfortable to express myself more to the people that I did know. If you want to hear more about that whole experience, let me know because we can definitely talk about that in more detail and just, you know, what that was like. Yeah. And so the reason I wanted to bring that up is because, um, you know, one of, like I said, one of the ways that we stayed close was talking on the phone. But another excuse that I, I had to come see you more often was um, she, she started singing in recitals and in competitions. And um, mm-hmm. because another fun fact is that she's an amazing singer. Um, <laughs> and my family was obsessed with hearing her sing. And so it was a great excuse to be like, oh, let's just go drive an hour, watch her sing, and I'll just stay with her for the weekend. Um, right. And that happened quite a bit. As well as you coming, you know, back to the Bay Area. Um, yeah. Stay for weekends. So weekend sleepovers um, were very, uh, those are very treasured memories that I have. Because definitely when you are so close to someone and you don't see them that often, like 
I'm sure everyone can relate to that on some level. Like the small amount of memories you have are usually painted like, you know, like with rose colored glasses. That's how I see them. You know, it's Mm -hmm. everything. I don't know. It was just really good times. I have really good memories. um, Even though you moved away of, of the time that we did get to spend together. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even adding music as another layer on top of that was huge for us because you played guitar. I mean, Gina sings, I sing, you sing, I play guitar. We're we're very musical bunch as well. Yeah, for sure. So that was an interesting connection to establish on top of everything we were already friends for because we would get together and play music and sing and and just be goofy through music for hours and that was it's like some of my most treasured memories are just like belting Jonas Brothers songs out of nowhere (laughs) I was gonna say do you remember how much karaoke we sang together the three of us we sang karaoke all right (laughs) oh my gosh we had we had a karaoke machine um and the grease soundtrack oh I, I was gonna say grease was just huge that was we sang Grease. We sang Kelly Clarkson. You're just giving me so many flashbacks <laughs> of memories I didn't even know I had. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, we we had some really good times growing up, and I think those, like, collective moments that we got to spend together, as limited as they were, because there were times, I mean, we saw each other once every three, four, even six months, mm-hmm. and it was those nights staying up late, doing karaoke, watching Disney Channel, talking for hours, reading Tiger Beat magazine or whatever it was called. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> J14. Those, <laughs> those are the memories that, like, I look back so fondly on, but I think are also just a grounding force of our friendship and the reason why we've been able to stay so stable through so many years. I mean, it's, it's the little things that don't don't take them for granted because that that was the glue. Like to be honest, besides I think the Lord's provision just over our like definitely like making sure that we had the time we needed to stay like good friends. Um, mm-hmm. Little stupid memories like that mm-hmm. really when when you haven't seen someone for so long and then you start to think like oh my gosh, these are some of the best memories that I have in my life like there's no way I can let this person out of my life you know that that really helps a friendship to thrive I think like it's so funny how some of those moments seem so insignificant when you're going through them that you're like oh I mean we're just singing in the car to Demi Lovato it's or the Katinas it's not that (laughs) big a deal (laughs) but then you look back and it's like that was like the better part of 15 years ago and I wouldn't trade those memories for the world such good times definitely and then I mean not to say every single moment was perfect because it's life we're not perfect but those moments those good times over so many years have not faded and have been at least on my end what have gotten me through our fair share of friendship turmoil and growing up and becoming even more different mm-hmm. I would say that the, the next the next chapter's title would be barriers 
I feel like this section of our friendship, like preteen, going into high school, you expect girls to have drama. I mean, growing up, when are you not going to get a little bit miffed at each other? That's just a part of life. And I think we had so many opportunities where we could have let stupid growing up drama be the reason we weren't friends anymore, especially because we were so far apart. But we didn't. Like, it was never a question that we were friends. It was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're different. We're going through this. It might be tough right now, but that doesn't mean that we're just letting go. And that's right. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that we both went from being completely homeschooled to all of a sudden going to, well, you just went you real went schools, school. charter school. <laughs> I started at a charter school and then I transitioned to an online high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started going to like a part-time super homeschooly private school. Um, <laughs> and, and that alone just, you know, starts to open up doors to have more close friendships and, you know, as yeah. you're growing up really far away from, you know, your childhood best friend that you're still best friends with, that it just becomes threatening, I think, on both sides that, oh, my gosh, new mm-hmm. people are coming into the scene and they're becoming close. And um, I think you start to make up scenarios in your head. FOMO starts to kick in um, <laughs> big time. Uh, because at that at that point, I, I started making really close friendships that it was like I went to school with these people and also uh, – the people at my school pretty much made up an entire youth group at the church I was going to. So it was like, we were Mm -hmm. super, super close. And at the same time, you were starting to get really into music and like forming bands and um, getting, just having really close friendships in that whole world. And yeah, I would just, that was, that was, that was a rough time for our friendship, I would say. Yeah. I think there were, I can recount probably like two or three instances where I was on the bathroom floor crying to my mom over a conversation we had. Now, what they were about now, I have no idea because it's petty and stupid and it was a trash reason to (laughs) give up on friendship. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter now. But I remember for me... Because we were the ones to move out of the area, our ties with everything I was used to severed that day. We had the homeschool group we were no longer a part of, the church we were intermittently for a while still going to, but we found a new church in our area. You were off to school with all these different people, and it was... For me, traumatic in the sense of now I have to rebuild all of this. I can't just fit into where I've always belonged. And to see that life keep going for you and for the rest of our friend group and your family, because that's 80% of my friends even to this day, (laughs) like that was hard. Just being like, I can't physically be a part of that anymore but then we start doing music my brother and I of course because we literally do everything together even today we, we work together um we started doing music I'm sure for you that was different because my whole friend group when we were still living in the Bay Area was very centered around who you were also friends with I didn't have friends outside of who we knew collectively. Yes, exactly. 
I think that's a big thing that was like a big hurdle for both of us was like all of a sudden (laughs) you are close with people I don't know it's not even that like before we had been threatened by friends we had it's because we know like like we were just very uh our worlds were intertwined and so it didn't Mm -hmm. matter but now they're so separated that we're starting to form our own worlds and that is where it's like yeah oh yeah I mean when we were homeschooled I knew everybody that either was at my house or was at your house or where you were like there was never a threat to the foundation of our friendship. Right. And I feel like even when, when I was making friends, it was always like, yeah, they're great, but they're not Aaron. Mm. Like I I can't sit and do nonsense (laughs) for hours that has absolutely no meaning, but is still so funny and somehow productive question mark (laughs) with anybody like, yeah, we did music. Okay, great. But there's nothing, there's no history. Mm. And and that was a weird thing, making new friends. And I mean, even now still, like my friend group is very small and every single one of the people that I'm close with, we have history. I'm not the type of person to have a hundred thousand acquaintance type friends. So to go from having that core group to being in this great big open world of I kind of know a little bit about everyone, it was a constant comparison between the two. And which one was I going to choose? That's a really interesting perspective that I've never thought about it that way. I think it was hard, especially just as a kid, you know, a stupid kid that didn't really consider other people's perspectives as much. Um, Just being like, I think sometimes when you would um, express concern or like, hey, I'm feeling threatened, or hey, like, I'm, you know, anytime we had an argument, basically, um, which sometimes it's me bringing things up as well, um, but I think it's just hard for me to understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah. Whereas now, I mean, we, obviously, we still run into things now, but I think the difference is that we're able to express what we, what we actually feel and, like, let it yeah. out on each other, but then step back and say, okay, I see it from your perspective, and yeah, um, I get where you're coming from, uh, which is just, <laughs> yeah, it just comes with, you know, growing up, but um, it's just interesting, even now, like, hearing you explain it that way is, like, I'm always learning, I'm always trying to mm-hmm. find new ways to see it from your perspective. For sure, yeah, I think that's, like, for as much as being long distance friends could be a curse. I think we've been able to turn the majority of not seeing each other a lot into a blessing and like a learning lesson of we, we have to keep communicating. We don't have a choice because if we don't actually say something, then it's going to float in our own little realm 3000 miles from each other. And it's just going to sit and fester. And that's not healthy. Right. I feel like some people hearing this might be like, oh, this is, this is really dramatic for, like, friendship. But, you know, if you, if you really start to take a close friendship that you have and, like, pull it apart and say, like, okay, why mm-hmm. have I stayed friends with this person? Like, it becomes, like, oh, wow, this is so interesting. There's so many layers to this. And <laughs> so I think many Because layers. we don't talk about this stuff normally. Like, this isn't no. normal for us to be like, wow, we've been friends for so long. Wow, like, <laughs> we went through this and that. It's like, obviously, this is for um, a podcast. This is for, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing it for. Um, right. So it's just, 
it's interesting. That's why I'm so hyped up. Like, wow, this is so interesting because we don't talk about these things. Yeah, it's it's been really cool to, like, talk about it because, of course, before we sat down to film this, we were kind of picking apart, you know, what we were going to talk about, the highlights, the lowlights, if you will, of what we've been through over the last almost two whole decades, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to go through it and, and comb through the details that are there but aren't at the forefront anymore, like, to unlock them again is so cool. And I encourage you listening to talk to your best friend about your friendship in general, reflect on it, go back and, and review the time that you've spent together and uncover the reasons why you're still friends. Cause that in itself has been a beautiful experience. Yeah. I think it's just like another way you can kind of reflect on like, the grace God shows us, you know, mm-hmm. like that we don't deserve. Like <laughs> he gives us gifts because just because he loves us. That's, I think what friendship is in general. It's just a gift. Yeah. Um, which is again, so corny, but it, you don't really fully appreciate it until you sit there and you reflect and you say, wow, I'm really grateful that I know this person that I've known them for so long. And we have all these memories that like, are such happy memories. Like anything that can contribute to your like file of happy memories in your head is just something (laughs) to be grateful for, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, our friendship as a whole has been very much a God thing. Like you came into my life when I needed somebody and have stayed constant more than just about anybody I've known, which is incredible. But to be able to work through things that could have very easily broken a friendship that wasn't so deeply rooted. Like it boggles my mind that we've been able to work through the drama of being a teenager and starting college. And and that was a whole new opportunity to grow even further apart to remain consistent in seeing each other as often as we can it's it's awesome and honestly 100% we have got to thank for orchestrating all of that through the years most definitely um I would say the next chapter would be (laughs) growing up into (laughs) big kids and Mm -hmm. um you deciding to fix our whole long distance problem by moving to the opposite side of the country yeah (laughs) that one really um that was great (laughs) that was a shocker for everyone that knew you again just like the movie it was another like whoa all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) cool (laughs) so I've always been the type of person to like know what other people are expecting me to do and then do the clear opposite. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do what anybody wants. I'm independent. I've got this. I'm just going to pick what I want to do and go and do it. And nobody can stop me. Like where I got that stubborn streak. Hi dad. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I was just about to say it's your dad. (laughs) I hope you say that because it's true. (laughs) Um, no, I graduated high school when I was 17 and I don't know who thought that a 17 year old could make decisions, but I did. And I decided to move to North Carolina from California to go to college. Nobody knew that. 
um, I didn't tell anybody I was even thinking about going out of state until I had gotten all of my acceptance letters back. And that threw a whole other turning point into our friendship because I think, if anything, everybody was expecting me to move back to the Bay Area or to move to San Francisco or even to LA or somewhere in the state of California that would have, you know, made sense for what I was doing, being so heavily involved in music at that time. And I was just like, nope, guess what? I'm going to move across the country, make our friendship even harder and, and uh, study political science. (laughs) Right. Um, that's a whole story in itself about, uh, useless degrees and things I haven't used since the year 900 BC. Anyway, (laughs) uh that was that was a wild experience um fun fact though I've actually seen you more since I've gone to college than we did when I was still living in California just an hour away you've you've visited since moving to North Carolina you've visited uh how many times I think I've come back like a half a dozen times Mm. that's yeah somewhere close to that yeah and I think I've gone I remember the first time I went I surprised you I was planning on coming soon, but I came way earlier, and I FaceTimed her from outside her door, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm at a friend's house, and she's like, oh, cool, and then I was like, hold on a second, and I went, and I knocked on her door, and she just sat there, and I'm like, oh, come on, I'm like, I knocked again, and she, she had this weird look on her face, like, what on earth, and then she came, opened the door, and was like, what? Yeah, my my parents told me they were going somewhere I can't remember but they were actually driving an hour away to the airport you were at to pick you up and bring you back (laughs) I had no idea like your trip wasn't planned for like another like four months in my head anyway I didn't know obviously you were coming that early but you came you've come like three times right right it was so it was that time which was super fun uh that was when you were still at home and then another time when you had an apartment and so we just got to be young adults in your apartment and go explore North mm-hmm. Carolina. That was such a fun trip. Let me just Yeah, say. that was. Besides being stuck at home with your kitten who wanted to kill me. Um, <laughs> just kidding. He's great. Uh, and then time number three is when you got married. That's yeah. crazy. You're married. Yeah. It's, uh... I know. What? <laughs> what? Here I am turning into Granny Knoll. <laughs> I hope you've been <laughs> documenting everything. It's so funny to me, just the fact that we have seen each other so often since I've moved even further away, because it takes way more effort to fly and travel 3,000 miles than it does to hop in the car for an hour and a half. But somehow we make it work every time, despite the horrendously traumatic travel stories that have happened on both of our parts. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Mostly you. Mostly you. I mean, my family dealt with the worst of it last time. I mean, when we came in for her wedding, my dad and my brother were on the plane and it kept having to circle around trying to land because the storm was was bad. Um, but but that's not you who were you were uh, you were lost in D.C. at like 2 a.m. outside of a hotel that wouldn't let you in. Mm hmm. Transferred airports. It was, I mean, we've had some really interesting (laughs) experiences just in the last few years. But the vast majority of our friendship now as adults is over FaceTime. Yeah. Which, thank goodness for that technology. 
it's so funny. Every time I FaceTime you, you know, if I'm at home at least, um, I get off the phone, I come out, and my, my mom or my dad, they're like, oh, how's Brie doing? And I'm like, I don't know. We just, like, make weird noises <laughs> into the camera and, like, weird faces and try to screenshot each other looking like a potato. Like, I don't know how she is. We didn't ask that. What do you think I am? <laughs> it's so funny, like... We used to be so productive with our, like, time together as friends, and I honestly think this podcast is the most productive thing we've done in, like, six years. Since Potter Bunny. Honestly, yeah. Um, that's an iconic moment, Potter Bunny. I'm not going to say anything more. We're just going to let it um, linger here in the air, but there's going to be a link in the description that you can go check to see that, and it's... Um, there's not Oscar a word worthy oh, okay content. there you go it's uh <laughs> honestly gina said it best it's the most productive thing i've ever done in my life period yeah forget having a degree forget being married forget doing anything potter bunny is the most productive thing our friendship has ever created yes oh my gosh um, it's a, it's it's an event grab some popcorn yeah with that, I mean, we're we're still best friends. We call each other sister um, just mm-hmm. because that's, you know, that's kind of what we've always been. We've been sisters this whole time. And that's why um, I think we, we value time together so much and the reason that we're still good friends um, just throughout our whole lives um, is because we were meant to be as close as sisters, so... Yeah, definitely. The craziest thing could happen. And we can still come back to ground zero just as actual siblings do of, hey, yeah, we're different. Yeah, we disagreed, but I still love you. And there's nothing at this point, 20 years later, that can ever change that or, you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. No, I get you. Picking up what you're putting down. I think I think it would be fun to to kind of uh, tell everyone where we're at now. What are what are we doing? Um, what yeah. does life look like? Um, and then maybe Ooh. give a little sneak peek of of what some upcoming podcasts are going to be because we're not just going to talk about ourselves this whole time. Don't worry. <laughs> we just got that <laughs> yeah. out of the way. All right. Um, I so I transferred to uh, Cal State Long Beach to finish my marketing degree. Uh, I graduated yeah. last year. Thankfully, not this year, because this year would be crazy. Um, mm. Shout out to all of you graduating this year. I My heart oh my is with gosh. you. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but good job. Don't don't let this year take away the accomplishment of finishing. Um, oh, yeah. That's a great college. message in itself. Like, COVID, a world pandemic, like, none of that discounts the work you've done. Exactly. Like, like, side note, my roommates were talking. One of them is graduating this year, and she was like, oh, I don't really want to celebrate. Um, you know, it's not, we're not even having a graduation. And my other one was like, don't, don't look at it like it's only this semester that you're celebrating. You're celebrating all the work you put in up to now. Like, don't let mm-hmm. that just go away because of what's happening this semester. So, anyway, sorry, I'm off the uh, Um, So yeah, I have my degree in marketing. I'm currently just hanging out in Long Beach still with uh, some friends uh, in an apartment. And I was uh, doing the Disney College program, and it was super fun. I highly recommend. Um, It was a great experience, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) due to (laughs) all the COVID 
awesomeness. Uh, it was cut short, and so now I'm kind of hanging out, just seeing what's next. Um, but God is good, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Enjoying yeah. some, some free time to just, just uh, spend time with people, though, so that's nice. I think that's, like, a good thing that we can kind of talk about in the future is, like, finding peace in the waiting periods because we've all gone through those seasons in life. And I know you're going through that now. It's, I mean, a lot of people are going through that now. Of like, what's next? Because literally nothing is open. Um, but, yeah. So, today, I am married <laughs> to um, my other best friend. <laughs> Stolfin. Right. Um, we're going to bring him on to say hello at some point. I'm not sure when, but he's game for it as shy as he is, um, which I'm really excited to introduce y'all to him. because More he's shy than Bree special. circa 2006. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm married now. We have two cats who are the lights of my life. Uh, I work in state-funded health care, a.k.a. Medicaid. Um, on the payer side, that's been a really interesting experience. Not something that I thought I would ever get into with my political science degree. Um, but we're kind of just following wherever that goes right now. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity to maintain having a job, despite all of this crazy scenarios that are going on right now. Um, I'm, I've been working from home for almost two months, which is wild and now that I've become a people person it's kind of killing me uh, but <laughs> we're kind of just making it and despite all that still really excited to be here doing this for you guys and and finding some way to be productive in the midst of the madness yeah honestly this is it is productive and it, it kind of is a testament to everything we've done growing up it's like let's make this productive and and have um a moral of the story and have a reason behind mm -hmm. what we're doing, but also let's do something super fun because this, this yeah. for us, just, just an excuse to talk um, <laughs> is awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think we wanted to end this whole episode just kind of with a quick message of encouragement about friendship in general, just for the fact that we've got two decades under our belts, which is crazy considering I'm 23 and you're 24 like there's never going to be a moment in our lives where we haven't been friends for like 98% of our lives which is awesome um, but if you're going through friendship struggles or if you've had a friend you've got for a long time and you feel yourself drifting apart and you don't want to just know like the people who are in your life who are meant to be in your life who are placed into the realm of existence for you by God are meant to be there for a reason because they love you because you love them. And because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Definitely. Amen. <laughs> um, just, okay. Just a final finishing touch. Do you have any teasers of, of, uh, upcoming podcast, at least ideas that we have? Uh, we definitely want to hear from you guys of what kind of things you would like. Um, us to <laughs> chat about yeah so some teasers on like future episode ideas of course we want your feedback uh what you want to hear from us or different topics whatnot um i know we also wanted to do an episode of like who we're inspired by or what we're inspired by um our own testimonies q and a's from instagram because y'all have like the best questions ever 
um, advice for young people. That's a, a really common one that I get, at least on Instagram, that I think we can definitely elaborate a whole episode on. Let us know what you want to hear because that's just the beginning. We we want to talk. Yeah, thank you guys um, for tuning in. For those of you that lasted this long with us, um, <laughs> just yammering on. Um, right. It's. I think it's going to be fun, and hopefully we're all going to learn things together and um, find ways to grow each other. Um, and hopefully we can learn things from you guys as well. Like, please feel free to share anything on your heart. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you can reach out to both of us at the Calf Chats Podcast Instagram. The DMs are open. Um, if you want to leave a comment on any of our photos, we'll go through those as well. But go follow us there because we'll be posting updates for like new episodes, behind the scenes, all sorts of Calf Chats related content. Uh, we really are here to build up this community and to make new friends with y'all, to talk with y'all, to uncover truth and just be real and experience life in a raw format and we can do that together on instagram when we're not talking here on the episodes and uh if you have goofy suggestions as well um i'm, I'm open to that oh for sure <laughs> we, we should definitely come up with some goofy ideas and throw those at y'all but uh we are definitely looking for any ideas you have going forward. We've got a couple planned out. We'll start with those, but we definitely value your feedback. We want you to feel like you're just as part of this as we are. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day or night or whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> wherever you are, <laughs> whenever you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a good week. Bye.